welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. And Stephen is... <laughs> Stuck in a closet. <laughs> hey guys, my name's Stephen. Don't worry, I'm not stuck in a closet. Oh my word. I'm Kyle. <laughs> I'm Josh. And I'm Aaron. Oh my goodness gracious. And this week on the podcast, Aaron has an icebreaker question for us. <laughs> we're gonna whew, we're gonna play a little game uh, where I'm gonna give you guys a definition of something, and you are going to guess. And parents listening along, um, well, <laughs> I don't know most words. <laughs> okay, well, this yes, I'm gonna give a definition. You guys are gonna try to guess what this uh, is, and then we're gonna talk about it for a brief second. This will be a fun little bantering, right. uh, promoting right. exercise. Let's do it. Ready for this, parents? Let me try guess to guess. The answer is the Bible. Sorry, guys. The Bible's not to be made fun of. Continue. <laughs> All right, here we go. Quote, an element of a culture or system of behavior that may be considered to be passed from one individual to another by non-genetic means, especially imitation. Heirloom. Trend. Oh, trend. Especially imitation. No, no, no. It's like what you learn from your parents. So, and they learn Trace. from their Trace. parents. No, that's like gen genes. No. Not genes blue jeans. Are, no. <laughs> I'm wearing Okay, them. all right, hold on. You guys, you're going down the right track. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna read it again slowly. It's, it's the concept of why we're scared of the dark. Like, that gets passed down. Like, you're not. Generational curses? Yeah. An element. Sin. An, original sin. An element of a culture or system of behavior mm -hmm. that may be considered to be passed from one individual to another by non-genetic means, especially imitation. Culture. I'm going to say culture. That's the definition hey, culture of culture. Culture was Wait, in the culture. definition. Oh, was it? Yes. <laughs> Culture's not it. Okay, you guys want to hear what it is? Yes. Rest. <laughs> and this week on the podcast... <laughs> No, it is not rest. Although you could find some really funny memes about rest. Meme. The definition is of meme. Mm. Oh. Close. Oh my gosh. Close. That was like a really scientific term for something that I thought we just I made know. up. Yeah, pretty pretty wild. So, um parents, <laughs> if you're anything like me, you struggle to understand the concept of meme. But the kids in youth group, teenagers, this is a language that they all speak very well. So uh, I'm curious what you guys think about memes. I can't stand memes, personally. More so, I can't stand how often students talk about memes. It's mainly my little brother. So, Steve, do you see that meme? That is like, like, oh, dude, you're just being a meme. Or like, oh, that's a meme. And they're talking about, sometimes it's not even a picture. It's like, <laughs> Real it's, life. it's a person. Or like an action. They go, oh, that that's a meme. And I'm like... I don't even understand what that means. You know, like it's like, because that was a really good joke right there. Nobody laughed. I don't understand what that means. All right, this memes. Is, never mind, guys. <laughs> One time. Hey, I I agree with you. It is kind of ridiculous. There's some kids that are, and this this sounds bad. There's some kids that are worse than others in talking about memes, but it's not necessarily just a bad general. thing. Um, but they talk about them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if, if Aaron dabbed, they'd be like, oh, that's a meme. It's like, what? How is yeah. that a meme? I don't understand. Yeah, what were you going to say, Kyle? My dad said meme one time, and it threw me off. <laughs> he was like, I sent you a meme. I was like, what? How do you know what that means? Did he did he mean GIF? He meant, it was like a picture of, like, my was mom and dad, like, together. 
No, it was just like a, it was it was like a, a selfie. Picture. It was like, I sent you a meme. I think he got confused. <laughs> so, and that's when all the teenagers would say, good one, Boomer. Yep. Yes. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on memes? Um, I mean... You mean? They're... I get it now. <laughs> you joke earlier. <laughs> yes. There... There is very few original ideas, and so to call that out like you were talking about, it's like, well, I mean, it's like, of course, everything is a riff off of something else. Yeah, it's true. So, anyways. So that that was the icebreaker. Very simple. We guessed the definition of – we guessed the word that we gave a definition of, and it was meme. So real quick, just to define and give you a tool to connect with your kids, memes are an excellent way to connect with your kids. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, there's an article that you should go and read that kind of dis- defines memes. But all of – anybody who's – I don't even know what a meme ac- expert would be, <laughs> but people struggle to define what meme is because they're – It's broad. It is all nuance. It mm. is all context, and it is – the layers of meaning are endless as far as it's constantly morphing a meme is. So it's like a picture that somebody sends that's hilarious, and then an inside joke gets attached to it, and then somebody puts that text on the picture and then sends it to somebody, and it changes meaning. And so memes are these pictures or videos or references to inside jokes or contextualized things that happen that students just talk and reference to and about all the time. Um so I guarantee you, parents, you may not have no idea what we're talking about, but you have seen a meme. Um, You've you, been a meme? You, have, <laughs> you probably have been a meme. Um, so, yeah, go read the article. It's pretty pretty interesting. So that's all. How I can they read that article? By the checking out the show notes. <gasps> show Which notes is now sick. becoming a meme. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt that could become a meme from these conversations. So. Yes. Sweet. So Stay we're going to talk about First Peter <laughs> chapter 5. Oh, parents, if you only knew how uh, oh a lot I'm of times we try here. to figure out, like, oh, who, wait, all right, so who's going to lead this oh. week? And a lot of times, you know, there's a little bit of miscommunication. So uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about First Peter chapter 5 because that is the passage in our Bible studies this week. Oh, um, and man. so, uh, yeah, First Peter chapter 5, if you haven't read it, um, talks a lot about uh, kind of what elders should be and do, but also this idea of pride and humility. And um, yeah, we want to just talk a little bit about First Peter chapter 5, but then also specifically how, since God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble, how, how can you encourage your students to be humble? Mm-hmm. So guys, do you have any specific uh, takeaways um especially as some of you guys have had conversations with students this week um, about First Peter chapter 5. What, what, what's been helpful? Uh, so, yes, Fort Thomas uh, High School had Bible study um, last night on First Peter 5. We wrapped up First Peter, and the two questions we left them with was, how can you practice being humble? But specifically, it talks in verses 6 through 12 where it kind of implies that 
what it looks like to be humble is you trust God. Mm. It's like you cast yes. your anxieties on him. It's like you do that because you trust that he is in control even when you have no control. So it's this, how can you practice being humble and how can you practice trusting God is kind of the the application of it. Mm. Um, and sure. so what does it look like to practice trusting God? Um, so um, a couple ideas that I've got specifically are for students right now there's still a lot of things that they're not allowed to do that they want to do and they're having to trust either the authorities like parks being closed or theme parks being closed or summer camp being canceled or you know not being able to celebrate their birthday how they wanted to or uh you know parents you know whether it be you grounding them because they disobeyed Whenever there's something that authority says to them that they don't like, that is an opportunity for them to practice trusting God because mm-hmm. God is the one who put that authority in their life. Right. And so that's and that also plays into the first yeah, few chapters of First Peter where it talks about sure. authority and submitting to authority, even if it's unjust authority. So um, that's what I would say would be a great practical reminder for students that you parents can can help them do. It's cool, Stephen. Um, yeah, so what we talked, you know, our students, we, we kind of tackle the chapter from a, a little different vantage point, but I, I think it still ties into this question. Um, you know, in verses like 6 through 11, it talks about the enemy ro- ro- uh, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same sufferings are being endured by your brotherhood around the world. Um, and what we did was we broke up into, into some small groups, and we had students share um, either what they're struggling with or what's like the biggest enemy, like a uh, biggest lie the enemy's been telling you. Mm, that's cool. Um, and we shared it in, in a very small group setting and then we prayed with one another. But one, one way, um, that the students need to be humble, um, is by being humble enough to tell others like what's going on in their mind, mm. what's going on with like, uh, their fears that's or insecurities really or what the, what lies they're, they're telling themselves or the enemy's telling them. Um, that they would rather just muster up and, and face themselves and handle and keep in out of pride when, when in humility we can share them with others. And it actually encourages your, um, your other brothers or your other sisters as they begin to realize very um, tangibly that those same sufferings are being endured by their brothers or their sisters um, and then can pray for one another, encourage each other, remind each other what is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, for, for parents ways that you help your students is, is by being humble, you know, yourself, which is what we, we kind of say that almost every week is like, do this yourself. Like, yes. um, you True. can, you can be humble with your kids by, by sharing some things that, that, that are lies that you, you can tell yourself that the enemy tells you or that you struggle with and then how you can bat that, um, with what is true. And by, and by knowing that, um, your brothers are experiencing the same types of trials around the world. So, uh-huh. That's a, that's a way that they can be humble is being humble enough to be honest about what you're struggling with or what the enemy's telling you um, and being humble enough to acknowledge that, you know, that is not true. That's not how your your father talks to you. That's not how God um, speaks to you. This is what is true. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That's really good. I, 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 like, I like even that. just how – so, like, I think the enemy loves to isolate and then destroy, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, by by sharing and expressing, here, here are the lies I'm believing. This is where I'm struggling mm-hmm. in community. Like, that just helps to, to help. I think about, so 
this talks about a lion. Um, lions like to attack the lone weak one in the back, yeah. but if it's surrounded by the strong ones in the herd, like that, the lion's not going to get to it. And yeah. so that that's that's really and good. that's and that's why like you know in the in those spoken word videos we released this week it said um, you're not alone in your struggle, mm-hmm. but if you choose to struggle alone, you're going to stumble. You know, there's yeah. some other things yeah, that comes back to stumble. It's like. You're not alone in this struggle against temptation, against the enemy, but many, many people will choose to struggle alone, and yes. that's out of a lack of humility. That's, yeah. that's out of pride. So. Oh, For yeah. sure. That's really good. Kyle, did you have any specific thoughts from uh, the conversations with the Fort Thomas kids? Yeah, I think what was really interesting is that the Fort Thomas kids always, and Aaron, you kind of even touched on this, um, it came back to like obeying, like yeah. obeying that always seemed to be what the kids talked about is the idea of obeying and mm. how most of the time they didn't want to, but in mm. being humble would be submitting and obeying to whatever the authority was, whether it be teachers or parents. Um, it really came back to that idea of submitting yeah. uh, their, their, you know, whatever they wanted to do, right. they obeyed what was being told. Um, and also yeah. I, I really like, you know, what Stephen was saying about that idea of the thoughts and stuff. And we talked, a couple of kids talked about the lion and the idea that the lion prowls around. And one student really brought up this really good point of like, if I see a lion in real life, I'm turning and running the other way. Mm -hmm. But yet we don't really take that into account when we see temptation coming. Like that's not, we don't turn and run away like we do in a lion. But if we, or when we deal with temptation, but if we see temptation as this lion, we're way better Mm -hmm. to be humble and run away from it the moment we see it. Well, and that's what makes us, you know, uh, verse seven or verse eight, be sober minded and alert. Mm -hmm. Like right before that, it's like, you gotta be because there, the enemy is, is prowling and is like a lion. Like you have to be ready. You have to be sober minded about it. That's really good. I think, um, yeah, just one of the things that uh, stood out to me was just the whole idea of clothing yourselves with mm. humility um, towards one another, and um, like to cl- put on clothes. Like you're gonna, I I choose certain articles of clothing because I want to look a certain way. I will wear a button-up shirt when I want to uh, maybe appear more professional. I will uh, I-, I will wear tennis shoes if I'm going to do something a little bit more uh, sporty and active mm-hmm. if I'm playing soccer or why, something. Why would you wear two shirts? Can you explain that? Two shirts? Well, because <laughs> it was really cold. Um, I'm wondering, Josh has two shirts on right now, Yeah, so well, so does, so does Kyle. Right, so. Man, they're both, they're um, both gray student shirts. Yes. Represent. Yes. Get your merch. Um, that's right. But I, I think um, when you, you clothe yourself, you, you put on clothing because of, I think, partially like appearance, but also like, uh, you know, because of the weather or whatever. And I think with to, to put on humility, uh, you, you want to appear. Not just I, I don't want to say like appear humble because like you actually want to be humble, mm-hmm. but but you want to when people see you, they need to see the humility of Jesus. They need to see that it, it, it's 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 something that is a part of you that you you are surrounded by and not just I don't know. It says God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Like I I want to put on humility. Because 
God is the last person I want <laughs> to be opposing me. Mm. And um, I, I think a lot of times for me, I forget that piece of it, that it's it's not just you need to be humble because, you know, that's what nice people do. It's like, no, 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 Like God opposes proud people. And that that is the like you don't want the god of the universe to be opposing you in this and so um yeah and and just uh, i was thinking about the definition of humility so it means to like put uh put yourself lower right Mm -hmm. it means to like come under and so i think that that's just a very helpful thing for us to think about whether it's parents you who are the people you need to come under who are the authorities in your life that you need to come under and support or for your kids to encourage that sort of mentality. And I think because we live in America, we have such an individualistic Mm -hmm. mentality that I have rights and all these different things. You have what, you have what God is giving you. Um, you, you are created in the image of God, but I think a lot of times, uh, we, we can demand things, uh, that, I don't know. It, we're, we're just we we can become so entitled, and that an enti- an entitled spirit isn't a humble spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I think I I would just encourage you, yeah. whether it's your your mentality or your kids' mentality, to kind of push out, um, and repent of, uh, a an entitled spirit. Yep. Uh, on that note, uh, I actually have it written in my Bible. Which uh, shout out to a friend Joanna Branch. She's in our community group. Uh, when talking in First Peter, uh, the suffering is talked a lot yeah. about, and she said that suffering is thinking you deserve something that you're not getting. Mm. Mm. So, like people are when they're suffering or feel like they're suffering, it's because they're not getting something that they think they deserve. And if you read chapter five of First Peter, it says humble yourselves, you know, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time He may exalt you. And then it goes right into same sentence. So verse 7, it's the continuation of the same thought, the same sentence. At the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm. So like there's this natural people get anxious when things aren't going how they want or they don't know what to do or they don't have control. And so it's this, your kids, and we talked about it last night before Thomas. It's like, hey, what do you guys... What do you guys get anxious about? Mm, so good. And and it's uh, yeah. some of them seemed like silly examples, but parents, if we're honest, like the things we get anxious about are often really silly and right. things we shouldn't get anxious about. Yeah. If we trusted God. Right. Um, and oftentimes it's we're focused on the world and what we want that we don't have, that we think would make things better, when really we have to trust God and He's yeah. given us what we need, not necessarily what we want. So. For sure. Yeah. Do you have any any tools or resources or or not? Do you do you have anything, Aaron? I'm Aaron, we're Aaron. looking at you. We're looking right <laughs> at you. What do looking? you have? Yeah, the tool is God's Word, chapter five <laughs> yeah. of the Bible, That's right. That's right. verses six and seven specifically. Um, so I'm curious, how much time do we got? Can I get into something else? We're about out. Coming near to the end. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. We can be done. We'll save it for another podcast. It was something really huge, really big deal, oh, but we'll save it for another All podcast. Right. You'll just have to Suspense tune in again next me. time. I know. That's Come back. Right. Come join us again another time. Cool. I, I just uh, a couple questions come to my mind when thinking about tools. 
to to kind of recap a little bit of what each of us was saying uh having the conversation what are you anxious about uh be real with your kids draw them out um and and also like don't laugh if you think it's funny or silly or petty or whatever yeah don't laugh like pray beforehand keep a straight face and and yeah care about care about the things they care about like um so so that that's one thing um even be real with like how how you struggle with uh submitting to authorities and 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 practice like what that what repentance in that looks like it's like all right so it's a shift it's a mindset shift okay this is what i'm struggling with and this is what i need to replace it with um the those two things were i think really um some of the things that stood out to me um and and again like you were saying Stephen, like making sure that um you do everything you can to uh, make make communication lines open um, to be asking often what what are the lies you're thinking like well, and sometimes they don't even know that they're lies and so like it's you, spiritual yeah you almost yeah. need to just be having these conversations and then help them identify the lies um, and then what's true what's true so those are those are a couple tools um, I think that's it. Kyle, would you mind praying for us? I would love to. Hey, God, uh, thank you so much for grace, Lord, uh, and that we don't deserve it, Lord, but that you gave it to us out of your love, Lord. Allow us to just be humble, to, to surrender to you, Lord, to surrender to the authority that you have put in place, to surrender to who you call us to be, Lord, not these lies that we think we are, Lord, uh, but to just be humble and to love others as you have loved us. Lord, thank you so much for this group of guys. We just come together. Um, thank you for the the students. We lift up the students and thank you so much for the parents as we try to partner with them uh, in pointing Je- uh, students to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just now I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.